Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You are listening to the Dog Check presented by Bet Online. The holiday season is off and rolling with NFL in full stride and the NBA and NHL hitting mid-season form. Bet Online is your number one destination for all your sports wagering info. With up-to-the-minute sports wagering news, odds, trends, and projections, Bet Online is the top spot for everything pro and amateur sports. And not just the big four, Bet Online has info available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time for almost any sport that is played from MMA to international soccer. Head to the bet online today and remember to use our promo code believe that's B L E A V all caps for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. It's bet online where the game starts. Welcome to the dog check everybody. I am Max Loeb here with Eric Metcalf celebrating another victory 13 to 10 over the Pittsburgh Steelers. Eric, how good does this feel? It, feel, it feels great. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> one of those things where we kind of figured that we would win the game, but it's about how we won the game. We didn't know what we were going to get with DTR at the, from the quarterback position. Um, but I, I felt like they played good football, complimentary football. They played well enough to win a game in a tough division rivalry game. I mean, you know, it's the Steelers. Cause, and so you can't expect that you're going to blow them out. They're going to come in because they're, they're well coached. They're going to come in, play hard, tough football, and, and give you their, their best. And that's what they did. And we were just able to overcome that because we made more plays than they did at the end. Yeah, exactly. I, uh, I was talking to a couple of my friends. The way I put it, they outstealered the Steelers. Like, it was pretty even. The Browns were the only team that turned the ball over. And ultimately, they just they made more plays at the end. They outstealered the Steelers. They won how the Steelers have been winning all year. Right, and, and that's how it is when you're talking about the AFC North. It's a, yeah. it's a physical division, so you expect games to be played like this, especially in November and moving forward in, into December. These, these, when these games are played late in the season, these games are physical games that it doesn't really matter how you win. It's just win. It's one of those situations yeah. where, you know, everybody wants it to be, oh, blowout and all that. Who cares about that? I can, I can handle the stress as long as there's a W at the end of it. Mm-hmm. I like to spell oh, yeah. stress with a W. And then, and so, and we can get that. I'm good. And so, you know, DTR did what it needed to do first. First, the defense did what they needed to do, oh, in, yeah. and by getting a stop and giving offense and DTR a chance to drive the field. And then, when DTR took the field, he drove him down. He was he was good on that last drive. And of course, Dustin Hopkins has been lights out for us and sealed the victory. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Defensively, again, like you walked into the game like we talked about last week, thinking that the Browns had the edge as long as their offense took care of the football, put enough points on the board, you would win the game. Oddly enough, everybody outside of Jalen Warren on the Steelers had about 100 yards of total offense. Jalen Warren had like 60% of the yard, which is crazy. But they did everything they could have to stop this team minus the the long touchdown run. They did a really good job up front. Miles Garrett had a good game. Defensively, they get, did everything they need. And like we talked about, DTR played well enough. And that that was really all you needed, right? You didn't need to actively lose the game like you did last time against Steelers. And you, you figured you'd be in a good spot, and they were. Right. And, and like you said, he played well enough. And people can't, you can't overlook that. Even though he played against the Ravens game, this is still really his yeah. first game when he's able to prepare for it. So you can't. You can't say that he didn't have still have jitters going into this game, being the starter, being this his first true start, knowing he was the guy. And, and so I think, you know, the guy was he was calm back there. He, he, he did his thing and, and he 
and he managed that offense like we needed him to do. And so when it's all said and done, I just look forward to him getting better. Yeah. And if he, and if he can get better and they can get on the same page as far as receivers and 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 just and just thrive, we didn't run the ball. Yeah. yeah. So I just want them to get better. And, and if we do that, we'll win more games. I think going into a game like this, I think both teams or both fan bases would look at this, this game and say, our quarterback is better than yours, and they're both <laughs> not really good. I, I think that's yeah. what fans would say, right? They're, they're both not really good. I, our quarterback is better than yours. Let's see whose defense is better. Yep. Right? And so our defense was better. Our quarterback was better. And, and we won the game. So you, you have to feel good for this this team and, and how they're progressing. Yeah, very much so. And you talked about just trying to improve, especially on, on DTRs and just doing everything he can week in, week out to become better. Part of the, the things that the Browns are doing for that is bringing in Joe Flacco. What did you think of that movie? Obviously signed with the practice squad. It'll remain to see whether or not he gets elevated in a couple of weeks. But what did you think of that move? Well, I can understand it when you're talking about bringing <laughs> a, a veteran presence just in case something happened to DTR. But and but I, I don't want it to be a situation where, like in this case, DTR is looking over his shoulder, right? Yeah. Because then you don't really get to focus on moving forward and, and playing ahead. He's always thinking about if I make a mistake, they might take me out and put this guy in. So that's what I don't want to happen because he's a young guy, right? Yeah. But, but when it's all said and done, if something were to happen, you have a you have a veteran presence to come in there who who can't run the ball, but he can stand back there and, and be, make good decisions and and be smart with the with the, with the ball. Yeah, and I'm so glad you brought up running the ball because a lot of the people who are who are clamoring for Flacco to come in, sit there for a week or two, then go start down the line, I think are overlooking one how much Browns quarterbacks physically run the ball, like in the quarterback driven run and the option game and all of that. But two, how much they improvise, like time in, time out. Deshaun Watson would have to improvise. PJ Walker would have to improvise. Obviously DTR did a little bit and will have to going forward. Joe Flacco can't extend plays like those guys. So I, I think to believe the Browns are bringing in Flacco with full confidence that he, he's going to start down the line. I, I don't, I don't think I'm with that. I'm with you. I think that, him being some type of veteran presence in the locker room to DTR, even to PJ Walker, if needed, that is the biggest reason they're bringing a guy like that in. He's 38 years old. He was on the street for a reason. Like he's, he's past his prime in terms of physical on-field production. Right. And that's, and, and there's, it's, it's for a reason that every quarterback in our quarterback room pretty much look the same. Right. We're yeah. talking about, throwing the ball and being able to run that that is by design that it was like that because they they want somebody who can extend plays i mean when we're talking about a joe flacco like we said he's been a, a super bowl mvp and and has won a lot of games we we like that because he is that veteran presence but i don't think he's the guy they brought in to start they just want that's that's an insurance policy because Looking forward, we're thinking that DTR can get better each week and, and drive this team forward. Yeah, and I think he will too. Absolutely. And they obviously trust him. They threw the ball 43 times, didn't run the ball a ton this past week. Um, but before we talk about anything else, move on a couple more notes from this game. My player of the game, Dewan Jones. I, I, I think Browns fans are watching him play and understanding like he's a good player and he's a he's a quality aspect of this team. But I don't think you realize how incredible it is 
for a rookie to step in 19 pass rush snaps against TJ Watt, zero snaps or zero sacks, excuse me. And that is a game where one play, one strip sack, one forced fumble, a deflected pass can flip it for the other team to win the game. And Dewan Jones ensured the best player on the other team didn't do that. That incredible heroic performance, at least in my opinion. For sure. And he's been playing well since he stepped in. I mean, other than when he got injured. But I, I feel like it's unfortunate that he's a lineman because if he weren't, he could possibly be talking about rookie of the year. Right. Yeah. He, he would be in that conversation because people don't get to get to really pay attention to what he's doing unless you're a Browns fan or you're watching all these games. You don't really watch him. But he, he's played well and he's had to play against uh, TJ Watt twice. He's had to play against uh, Nick Bosa. He's had to play against a lot of these guys who are uh, A-plus DNs, right? And he's done a very good job as a rookie who wasn't expected to start. Yeah, wasn't expected to start, stepped in, continues to make plays. And that's been the name of the game for the Browns this year, just continuing to step in, make plays, next man up. And they're going to have to in the secondary again. Rodney McLeod is done for the year with a biceps injury. And I was looking at the numbers a little bit today. Like If if Juan Thornhill – is not playing. He is the next guy up, obviously. But if Juan Thornhill does play, he's playing a little bit less than 50% of snaps in the sub packages and things like that. A guy you really look at to step up, probably the best player in the preseason outside of DTR is Ronnie Hickman. I'm very, very fascinated to see how he plays, assuming he does take that role, which I think he will. Right. You know, these guys are stepping up regardless of who it is. And I think Jim Swartz, and as well as Stefanski on offense and Mike and Bill Callahan, they've done a good job with having the next man up prepared, yeah. right? And so these guys, they, so when these guys are getting in, they're they're playing like they've been starting, and that's what that's what we that's what we like to see when, when you have a team because that's that's what depth is. You want guys who can come in and fill in and be almost like the starter was never there, right? I mean, was always there. We want them to be there and be the guys that people can, can count on. I think that's what they've done. They've done a good job of it. Exactly. Yes, they have. Any final thoughts on this Steelers game and a gutty thirteen to ten win? Uh, I can't. I can't even fathom this. They're a half game out of the number one seed in the AFC. Right, and that, that's why this game is so big. It's, a, it's an AFC North game. We're talking about trying to get into the playoffs, possibly winning division, possibly being a, a number one seed and getting a, a a playoff, a home game playoff game. And so it's, it's such a, a big game. And I think it's, you know, it's, it's great for the team. I feel good about it for the team. But I think it's one of those things that it was a lot bigger for the fans. Because yeah. if we don't win this game, then it's one of those, oh, we knew we couldn't, we couldn't go forward without Deshaun Watson. This just always happens to Cleveland. But it's one of those games that no matter how it, it turned out, with the with the numbers as far as score, we won the game, and now everybody's still feeling good. And now we're we're ahead of the change when talking about having a chance to make the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. I know my group chat was blowing up with Steelers and Browns fans talking about this game. Uh, one of the big things that I saw was Ben Roethlisberger saying that this is the Browns Super Bowl, and I think people have said that three or four different times about a Browns game this year, and they won everyone. So it's it's. If that's the case, the Browns have four Super Bowls this year, but I guess it's not the case. It's it's a big game, and it's bragging rights over the the people in Pittsburgh. But like you said, it's 
far, far more important in terms of the playoff push because I don't, I don't know where ESPN gets their analytics from, but the analytics from ESPN, I can't remember, it was a, a little bit over 50% chance to make the playoffs. If they lost, 81% chance to make the playoffs now. Yeah, and and I've been saying it the whole time that they were going to make the playoffs. I still feel like they're going to yep. win the division. I mean, regardless of who's back there in quarterback, I feel like we're good enough, especially that's a championship defense. We know that for sure. Especially if, especially if we can get keep people healthy. That is a championship defense. So if the offense can play good, sound football, don't turn it over, I think the sky's the limit. Yeah, the sky is definitely the limit, but you can't look past the Denver Broncos next week. And before we talk about any of the Denver Broncos stuff, Eric, I don't know if you know this. After the Broncos lost to the Jets, when all this stuff happened in the offseason with Sean Payton saying, you know, the Broncos were the worst coach team under Nathaniel Hackett. I was so excited to see the Jets go play them. They ripped through them. Brees Hall had an awesome game. And then I posted a video talking about, like, it, are the Broncos worse than they were with Nathaniel Hackett? And I gave my two cents. I basically said yes. Since that post, since me posting that video, the Denver Broncos are 4-0. and It's uh, <laughs> And trust me, look, this morning Broncos fans are making sure I know that I said that. So, it is a tough team, but to be honest with you, it is a very, very winnable game from the Cleveland Browns end. Look here. It's a tough team because of the way they've been winning games. They haven't played good football. They haven't played good football. They won the other night, and what I think Russell might have thrown for 140 yards, right, or yep. something like that. And so they're, they're not playing good football and winning games. They're just playing against, team, against teams who on that day aren't as good as them. And I don't know yeah. if that's I don't know if that's good or bad, you know, for, for yeah. either team. And so I think we just once it goes back to once again playing Cleveland Browns football. If our defense does what they're supposed to do, Russell Wilson will be on the run. And you and you got a plaster to these guys because that's when they made plays. That's how they won the other day. He just scrambled around, throw it up to Cortland Sutton. He goes mm-hmm. up and gets the ball, they win the game. If we yep. plaster to these receivers, get to Russell, rattle him, I think we, we I think we're able to contain that offense and keep them from getting a lot of points or or yardage for that matter. Uh, offensively, they have a good defense. They have some players on that defense, but we got to stick to what we do. We got to run the ball, even if it's not for a lot of yards, stay consistent with that. So we don't have to force uh, PJ, um, PJ, DTR. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 43, 43 times. I mean, and you know, I think about it like that. He threw 43 times that day, which no one expected, but I don't think it's 43 times if they catch some of those balls that were dropped because yeah. those those tra- those change the uh, the outcome of a, a, a drive. They, you know, that that's gets you behind the chain. So now you're forced to throw. So I think if we can stay ahead of the chains and, and play like we're supposed to play, we'll, we'll be okay. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I think in terms of the game plan and how much they run and pass it will be like a polar opposite of the Steelers game. Cause you look at where the Denver's are probably stronger on defense. It's in the secondary. It's, it's against the pass. They look porous on the ground. They've looked porous all year, but last week against the Vikings, Ty Chandler, Alexander Madison, like those guys were ripping them apart on the ground. But again, the Broncos defense, I think the best word is opportunistic. Like they force turnovers and they force turnovers at really, really good times, for them at least. And I was thinking about it before the episode. I wanted to make the comparison of the Steelers and the Broncos. Like, I don't know, one of them's the Walmart version of the other one. But I honestly think they're the same. Like, they just 
find ways, at least in the past couple of weeks for the Broncos, yeah. find ways to win games that maybe they shouldn't or they're not the better team in. And again, I think that's still the mark of, of a good team, of a competitive football team. But if you're the Browns, you look at last week, you got to think it's a very, very similar style of game, whether you throw or run the ball more. Just like you said, take care of the football. Don't make mistakes. Don't actively beat yourself, especially on the offensive end, and you have a good shot. We got a very good start. Once again, this, this is a very winnable game. Go into Denver and and just play sound football. I can't I can't keep stressing that. You got to and, and be physical with them. You know because we know we can be physical. We played probably oh, yeah. four or five four physical games in the last five weeks against oh, yeah. very physical teams. So we know how to play physical football. I don't know if they're ready for that. And so I, you, you got to go there and just punch them in the mouth. Yeah, I, I don't know if they are either. And like we talked about, it's they've won four straight games, some of which you, they're probably not the better team in. And I think they are also looking for a signature victory. I think this could be it, especially if it was going to move them to six and five and potentially into the wild card. Like that, this is this is the signature victory they're looking for. On the Browns end in this game, though, like if you're the Browns offense, like we talked about, you take care of the football turn threes into sevens in the red zone, all that good stuff. Defensively, though, like you really have to feel like you have the upper hand probably as as much as last week. Oh, for sure. Because I, And I've watched Denver a, a, a couple of times against uh, different pass rushes, and, and Russell's been running around. Yeah. And he's had to run around because they haven't been able to protect him. So I, I think the defensive line, Miles Garrett and, and the gang, I think they will feel good about what they see on film. Yeah. So as far as those guys trying to block them, I feel like they're going to go in there and like, we just got to be us, right? Yep. And, and, and once again, and we've been susceptible to the big play. Do not give up the big play. Yeah. That has, that's the only thing that's been keeping teams in games against our defense. Because mm-hmm. we, we've been playing sound defense, but then we, for some reason, they, get a, they sneak a big play in there. And we give it up. And that, so we can't give up a big play. Just going out there and be physical, knock the hell out of these dudes, get a victory and get on a plane and come on home. Exactly. And I think on both sides of the ball, the physicality favors the Browns. I think they'll win the line of scrimmage on both sides. Bob, like talked about, eliminate the big plays. Don't take care, or don't turn the ball over. Take care of the football. You'll be in a good spot. All right, Eric, I'll let you go first for your X factors for the game. You can pick. You could pick your side of the ball. I think I know what mine is on offense, but I'll let you go first. My, I'm, I'm I'm go offense, and it's going to be Jerome Ford. You took mine. <laughs> That's good. You, shouldn't, you shouldn't have let me go first. <laughs> and I and I say that because, like you said, like teams have been running the ball against their their defense. So I'm looking forward to our defense, our offensive line coming out there, kind of pushing them in the pushing them around and us getting good yardage in the run game. So we take the pressure off DTR. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. That was mine. If I had to pick another one, uh, honestly, I, I would probably still lean DTR and just more specifically taking care of the ball. I know he had a pick that was deflected up into the air. The Steelers had, but he also had a, a pass that was almost taken back the other way for six that was dropped by the Steelers. So there are a couple plays where you look back, you think he maybe he could have done a better job taking care of the football. And I think if he does do a better job to take care of the football, like we've talked about 12 times on here already, they'll win the game. Um, but again, I think he's going to be the heartbeat as the team continues to go. Jerome Ford is going to make life so much easier for him. Same with Kareem Hunt, those guys on the ground. But DTR, again, got to take care of the ball. Got to put your team in good positions to win. 
defensively, I, I'm going to go with the guy I talked about five minutes ago. If, if he plays, Ronnie Hickman. I think you watched him in the preseason, and you looked at a guy who can go make plays on the football. It just seems like he has a nose for the ball. He had, I want to say, three interceptions in the preseason. I know he had two in one game. He he can make plays. And I think if Juan Thornhill is out, he's going to be playing 90-plus percent of snaps. He's going to be out there pretty much every time. And then, if you're the Browns, even if Juan Thornhill is playing, you stop the Broncos, force him behind the chains, he's still going to be playing 40-50% of snaps in the sub package. Like That's a guy that's going to be playing meaningful snaps probably for the first time, or second time, I guess, because of this last week, but really the first time all year. I'm I'm looking at him. I'm looking at him to make plays, especially in the pass game, because I think the Broncos will struggle to run the ball. I think the Browns will do everything they can up front to force them behind the chains. Can the secondary make plays? That's the, that's the name of the game. It's been the name of the game all year, and that's why the Browns have been so good. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you said that because you – Segwayed into who I think it is. I'm going to say the whole secondary. You said can the secondary make okay. play? And I say the whole secondary because of the way Russell Wilson plays football. Yeah. With that, meaning that he's he's a guy who gets back there, he scrambles around and 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 throws the ball down the field. And so the secondary, they're going to have to plaster the Jerry Judy and Courtney Sutton because these guys they they scramble around. They get open. He throw, he heaves it down the field, and that's when they make plays. So we we can't allow those kind of, those type of plays to happen in this game because they're always looking to do it. Yeah, very much so. Do do you think that defensively, in terms of a, a game plan style, do you think the Browns implement something similar from what they've done for Lamar Jackson, just to keep eyes on somebody scrambling, moving out of the pocket? You know, I don't think they have to do it to to that extreme because. Although Russell can run, he hasn't been running like he he used to. Right? Mm-hmm. He, he, he's, he's looking to be more of a 3,000, 4,000-yard passer. That's, how, yeah. that's, that's what he'd rather be, right, at, mm-hmm. at age. He doesn't, he's been taking a lot of hits. And so I don't know if you do it to that extreme, but you have to be, be in mind that he will run if, if given the opportunity. And so these guys, they, 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 have, they can't get too far up the field. They got, they got to play their – their, their lanes like they play against anyone else, but just keep in mind that he'll try to run the ball also. Yeah, definitely. The rush lanes are going to be uber important this year. Let's let's talk score predictions. I think we're probably both going to be on the same side on who wins the game, but I'll let you I'll let you pick the score prediction first. I'm going to go 24 13. 24-13. I like that. Okay. I I think it is also more than one possession. I think the Browns come in and kind of punch them in the mouth. I'm going to go 20 to nine. I don't think the Broncos score a touchdown. I know that might be a hot take. I know if there are Broncos fans listening, they might think I have some sort of agenda against them. I promise you I don't, but they're going to get you. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, they've been getting me for the past 24 hours. So I deserve everything I get, especially if they win this game. But yeah, I I don't think the Broncos will have enough offensively. I I really don't think they've played a team a defense like the Browns yet. I I, I think they're going to struggle. I think it's the first time they're going to look across the ball on offense and think we are outmatched everywhere. And, and and they'll see it because you know they if you watch when they played the Commanders when they had all yeah. their when they had all their defensive line there still they were they were mauling that offensive line. Yeah. So I, I see it being similar to that, 
with with the Cleveland line or defensive line against them. And so it's it's gonna be tough for the Denver Broncos. So I, I feel good about this. Yeah, absolutely. And looking at the uh, the schedule moving forward, obviously you have the Chiefs playing the Raiders this week. You have Baltimore, I believe, on Sunday night playing the Los Angeles Chargers. And then you have Jacksonville. Who does Jacksonville play this week? They play – let's just double-check here. Uh, the Texans. So, again, another tough game. All three of those teams lose. Cleveland Browns win. Potentially first in the AFC for now. For now. Yeah, see, I'm, I'm, I'm one of those guys. I, you can't worry about what those other That's teams fair. do. Can't worry about those what they do. We just have to go out there and take care of our business, and, and so it doesn't matter what everyone does. Because at the end, at the end, when it's all said and done, you don't want to be looking for help. Yeah, to get in the playoffs, right? So mm-hmm. if you can can you control what you can control, and that's going out there playing good football and winning the games. You win these games, you keep winning, then there's no way they can keep you out if you keep winning. Exactly. And yep. so just keep winning and play this game this like it's the most important game of the season because it is, because it's your next one. And so yep. that's how they got to treat it. Yeah, it is uber important. That's the best way to put it. Most important game of the season is the one that's this week. Quickly looking at this Browns-Broncos um, over-under. This is, the, I think, the lowest it's been all year. It's 34-and-a-half, which uh, may suggest it's going to be a defensive battle. I don't know what you think about that, but it's low. You know, I, I think that, that sounds about right. What did I say? I said 36, though, right? I said, <laughs> 37, 37. But honestly, that's close. I think mine's 29. So yeah, it's going to be close. It's going to be close in terms of that number, but we both think Browns will win at least somewhat handily, probably by more than one position. And that's all that matters. Yes, a win. That's all that matters. You're right. Just get the W. That's all I Exactly. All right, Eric. Any final words before we sign off? I'm good. Go Browns. Go Browns. Thank you guys for listening. This is the Dog Check presented by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.